Hello and welcome to a new episode. I'm just making a quick little intro here because my audio kind of freaked out and did not record the beginning of our conversation. So I'm just going to formally properly introduce Miss Moya, who I interviewed um, earlier today. Such a pleasure. She's such an angel. And yeah, it was a great conversation. It just talked so much about just kind of getting to know her and college and art and new hobbies and some books we've been reading and stuff like that. So it's a really good conversation and I hope you guys enjoy. We're starting over. It's starting fresh. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we were saying we had a little bit of, a, of an audio difficulty, but we're back in action um we were just for talk- what were we talking about just the fact that we bonded over journaling prompts and yeah. <laughs> um I, much. I love your content and you're just like such a I feel like you just have a soft presence but also like this kind of like badass quality too that the balance I feel like I kind of feel that way sometimes as well with myself but it's kind of cool to see it and other people in like different ways you know what I mean so I feel like you've really straddled the wholesome and like vaguely unwholesome content like perfectly <laughs> sometimes I'm getting a mug kick sometimes I'm getting Sophia like yeah. in a bathing suit and I'm like yes yes to both <laughs> I literally like I it's so funny I feel like I go so far both ways like literally the most wholesome like I'll be like journal prompt or like talk about like you know just something very like deep inner work and then it's just like here's my ass no it's exactly what we want I think that's why like like your community is so strong on Instagram and with the podcast and stuff because I just think so many people don't want to like be fit into either of the side of the boxes if you know what I mean a hundred percent Yeah, I think we have natural, like, this duality um, within us. I think we're sometimes scared of it, though, because I think we feel like we need to go one way or the other or kind of, like, Mm -hmm. have either just become, like, soft or more, like, um, sweet and innocent or we have to kind of be, like, the badass, crazy, wild, you know, woman. And I feel like there's such beauty in, like, doing both or, like, kind of realizing that we have both in us sometimes and that we have to like bring parts of it out at different times or oh things God, like that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of, a- I was going to say, like, I feel like whenever I first started kind of making videos once I got to college, but everything was like still in lockdown, like you were kind of only seeing me going to the library, doing like some journaling, some cooking, all very like wholesome activities. But if it had been final year, whenever things were open, you know, we would have been going out for drinks and to the club. And I'm just like, oh, my God, my content would have been so different. Um, and I feel like for a while, people only kind of saw like one side of me, um, which was also probably like my own creation, if you know what I mean, whenever you're only filming yourself doing um, the more like wholesome activities. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. No, a hundred percent. And I think that's so interesting because when did you, so, so when did you start creating YouTube videos? Was it mainly during kind of COVID times a bit? Yeah. So I, I posted my like first ever proper YouTube video, um, summer, summer of 2019. Um, it was a vlog with my friends. We were in Croatia. It was, oh, 
the best time and then I was like about to start making like college content um that would have been third year of college but then I broke my camera um and it cost so much to get it fixed so I was like okay fuck I'm just gonna leave that um and then next semester when I was doing my study abroad in New York that was kind of whenever I decided like oh why not like I love making videos and I want to be able to remember this time like I want to record these memories and like share them with my friends and family whenever I'm older and stuff and that's whenever I started but only I only got three videos in before COVID (laughs) um so I think it was so easy for so many of us to really find that kind of creative expression and also just make really good content during COVID times just because there was that downtime and it was um, everyone was on their phones and on YouTube and wanting distraction. And so I think it was yeah. such a good time for creators to really start up and to really document and just like, it made us feel more just, I guess, like in it together. Like, like all of my, I feel like online relationships really blossomed. Um, and I met so many cool people online through the pandemic because of that, you know, we needed online friends more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the people whose content I like absorb the most during like the kind of first lockdown, second lockdown, I don't even know how to like even describe it. But people like you and Lexi and Jenny from where I live, um, I feel like I I go back to their content like so regularly. And it's like that same like warmth and comfort that I got whenever I was feeling really, really lonely. Um, in isolation because you just kind of associate it with that time exactly no I know and they were so good at at making content that was still mm-hmm. inspiring and still reaching and still also very honest and raw I think like that's yeah. the content too that I always love watching because I mean it just feels I don't know because I think this is a weird time obviously how old are you exactly uh 22 I, I was like oh my god what that's <laughs> a good age okay I'm two years older than you but still like the early 20s mm-hmm. um it's just a weird freaking time like it's the most odd years I feel like and so having other creators that are our age like from different parts of the world too and Lexi or like Jenny they're talking about just like oh I'm like in the bath and I'm depressed and I'm like wow same. like I love this I'm glad, you know, we all can, like, relate a little bit. So it feels good. Yeah. That's so crazy. But, okay, so more – I mean, I know a bit about you and about – obviously, like, I've watched your videos and stuff like that. But I think it's so interesting that you went to school and you got your – it's art history, right? Um, So it's like a – it was a dual honors in art history and English literature, but specialized in art history and final year. So it's whenever I was filming everything. So romantic. I know. I feel like it's such like a subject. Romantic, like, like I love that. Like you're set. I just see you. Like I don't know. I feel like it's such like a like a dreamy. Like I don't know. I could just imagine you like in the library, just being like the main character and just like no. yes, and studying art. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was whenever. Yeah, because the library um, at my college kind of there's dedicated floors for subjects but you can kind of sit wherever and so there'd be like all the business students and medics around me with their big like textbooks and I just come in with like five like huge books of like photographs and paintings and I just like sit and stare at them and I'm like I'm promised I'm working (laughs) so so 
it just I just am so interested because my parents are artists and I grew yeah. up with just it was just like my whole entire life like I grew up going to museums for fun like on the weekends like my parents Damn. would drag me to art shows and like it was like my my dad was a painter who got his master's in fine art which he regrets because he was like why did I do that I he became a set decorator so didn't like it wasn't like he really used it but he's just he's just a, an artist at heart and a painter yeah. and my mom way and their appreciation for art is just it's so big and it kind of translated to me a bit but I think it's so cool though that you like where did that come from for me like what made you want to study that um a hundred percent like it's definitely started with my parents um they they're both architects but I think they what should have gone to art school like both of them I think either chicken die or with my mum's side um like her parents wanted her to do like a more employable subject rather than she should have done like fashion design or painting my dad definitely should have done like fine art at uni um and so I think yeah they they also they were just bringing me to museums and stuff whenever I was younger and they'd be painting or like drawing whenever we were on holidays it was kind of just like a thing that was in our family that there'd be like some form of creation every day um and that's so cool that you had that too because I think yeah. that's, I can really see also your content though because I feel like people that are naturally creative and that can see the, the world in a creative way like it really it's noticeable to me so I, I see yeah. that with you that's so cool <laughs> um but yeah no I think I actually didn't in school whenever I was applying for subjects like art history wasn't the one that I was mainly applying to um for UK universities you kind of like pick one thing um and then apply for it and you write your whole like submission essay on it and mine was Chinese studies which that's just like a whole other story like so rogue um I hadn't never had had Mandarin lessons um I I kind of wanted to go into like diplomacy or something and I just thought that this would be the best language and I also like I'm fascinated by like Chinese like history and art and just like Asian art and stuff in general but basically long story short I um, had a backup option to go to Trinity and the first subject which I put for it was art history um, just out of like love of art but when I did it at school I found it quite overwhelming because I'd be so I'd be so into this one subject that um, I'd go home and like only do art or only think about it or like stress over it and I think I've like built a bad relationship with it of like wanting to be a perfectionist with art but like art and skill is very different to just creating art you know like as being a perfectionist to get marked rather than to create something that I liked that's so interesting because I yeah I think there is it kind of can sometimes maybe not ruin is like the wrong word but like a little Mm -hmm. bit can kind of ruin beauty or just the kind of like appreciation for it because you are actually having to study it and like you know, take tests or, you know, really, really learn about it. And I never went to college myself and I was not someone who like ever really studied or like cared about school, which I think I regret, but I think that's so interesting because if you do love something and appreciate something, it must be kind of hard to have to 
kind of dedicate like so much time and studying and all of that to it because it does kind of ruin some of the magic maybe, right? You kind of get in your head with art, I think a lot more um, and being an artist. And so it's strange. I have even like, I think making YouTube videos or even just creating and, and social media too, if you can kind of get in your head and it's, it's strange, right? I'm sure you probably noticed that a bit too. Yeah, no, like actually weirdly, um, the past like month, I've kind of been thinking about how much I want to get back into actually creating art, like tangible, like painting, drawing, like doing stuff with my hands because um, it's something that like I feel having studied, having studied like the history of it, I kind of not ran away from it, but like I always loved doing art before. I just didn't really know how to go about it. Um, And now I feel like I have, I I have like, um, I'm so lucky to have like the opportunity to have the time to maybe pursue this. Um, And I think I'm also finding like social media and like YouTube and Instagram, such a weird form of, a creative outlet almost like I love it but at the same time it's it's so fleeting and transient compared to creating something that will like I don't know like music and art and like writing I don't know I've been feeling this so intensely and I mm-hmm. think it's so frustrating for me. and I because when you like whenever you're on social media and you're a social media creator there is this sense of like nothing is not real because that sounds so like broad. You lose a sense of tangibility that you get exactly with like art or music or things that have just like, I don't know, I think there's this craving for longevity and for real like meaning because I think sometimes like with posts or even like videos or TikToks, now with all this just like obsession with quick and fast and it, the turnaround time and, and there's new creators and it just feels like there's like, it's just like this crazy like matrix whirlwind of like nothing is like really sticks or you don't really know what's going to do well and like there's nothing that's like it feels like I'm really even proud of I I know there's things I'm proud of but it it doesn't feel as like special as like something that is more of like a lasting tangible hands-on thing and so I think I've had definitely a craving for that as well that's why like I love making the ebook or that's why like I would love to make a sh- actual short film one day. And I feel like too, with, you know, you, I guess, studying art history. I mean, that is like, that is the most long lasting kind of like, you're really like, I mean, that's <laughs> like, I mean, you're probably people that like, you know, ancient ruins and people that are, have paintings that are like the most, I mean, like stunning, most hands-on. And sometimes these painters, like they would work for like months and years. Like yeah. it would take them so finish and they've never even fully felt like they finished right and mm-hmm. now here we are I'm like wow if I work longer than like a few days on something I'm like wow I can't even like that was a big project for me you know yeah I think with that. like yeah, YouTube and Instagram it's all about like the consistency of it and um the routine of like uploading a video every week like once it's up, um, most of the time I'm usually part of it. Sometimes I don't like it at all. And I'm just like, okay, got to get that done. And then once it's posted, yeah. it's like, okay, what about next week? By that? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just. I mean, I feel like you do it so flawlessly. I mean, it looks to me like, I feel like you're just so good at it, but I think it's so interesting hearing like, 
I mean, it is stressful. I know I definitely get stressed too, and I'm sure you do, but it's just so funny because you, it looks so flawless. And I think people don't realize that we do have those like internal conversations of like, fuck, I have to post today. Or, oh no, yeah. I have like this. I feel like with a following, it's like people, they're like counting on you. Do you ever get DMs or like, where's the video? Or like, I can't wait for that. You know, like, I feel like it's, it's a lot of pressure. Honestly. Yeah. But I, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, I mean, I know people are watching because I can like see comments, I can see like views, but sometimes it just also feels like no one's watching because I just like upload it and then it's just like there. Um, it's been it's been so nice kind of being in London and being around more people where every now and again someone will like come up and be like, Oh my god, like I love your videos and that moment is like, Whoa, like you actually watch my videos, that like means something. Um it's yeah. so you just have they come up to you and you're just like oh my god like you're a real person you're actually because it does feel that like there's this disconnect sometimes you're like wow yeah. I know people are watching are they really are they real people like yeah and I think maybe like that's why I'm like drawing I don't know maybe it's why like art is appealing to me so much at this moment because I want to like be able to like create something and have it in room and be in that room with other people looking at it or something I don't know yeah there is this kind of alone kind of feeling with social media because you will post something that you're proud of or you will post something that you've like been editing or working on for so long and you're just sitting in your room and you post it and you're like yeah. okay so now okay now what no yeah. Like no one's like giving you no one's like, wow, this is great work like right next to you. Oh, I mean no. you can get a comment, but like I feel so like jaded to like I feel like it's it's like the comments are like, yeah, like I don't know, like it's so funny actually. I didn't think of it that way. Maybe you need to put like your art in a gallery and then we can we can just have this like show for you and I don't know, I feel like you need but that. I'm, I had like the biggest freak out whenever I signed my lease and like even like a few days after that I was like oh my god I actually don't think that's the right decision like I don't want to be I don't want to be tied down to anything it's so much money and like what about is it a year lease it's a year lease um but there is like a break clause um I think it might be six months Um, so it's not even the biggest but (laughs) at the time I was like oh my god I'm stuck I'm stuck here forever (laughs) is stressful and like just I guess choosing making sure that like you know it's the right decision and it is so much money and like I know that it's so crazy because like people don't even realize I think like I get a lot of questions like how like you know getting your first apartment all that and like it goes so much goes into it and like the deposit and like first month's rent or like even I had to put down like three months rent or something it was absurd I was like this is ridiculous and then you're just thinking of like wow I'm gonna have to pay this every single month and you know, it's a lot of also upkeep, like just like you're going to be living alone, right? So, I mean, yeah. have you loved, lived alone before or is this your first time? Um, Not for an extended period of time. I was like alone in August in a studio, which I loved. Um, But I think I'm in a I'm in a different area this time, which I don't really know as well. So I think that was also like scaring me a little bit. But yeah. in so fact, it's going to be a learning experience. Yeah, exactly. It's the only way I can think about things now. I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's just an adventure. It's just, <laughs> it's just adding to the point of life. I'm like, I, I honestly, that's the way I feel like I see things now. It helps me so much. And like, 
just gonna do it for the plot like just do exactly. it for the fucking plot and- in the memoir oh my god i've been loving mm-hmm. reading um eve babbitts recently everyone keeps telling me that i remind them of her or something like that or like because is it yeah. is it based in la or something like that yeah yeah she she like grew up um was like born and raised in la honestly yeah you do give off a lot of eve babbitts vibes um but yeah she just goes to like parties and talks to like actors and artists and writers and she's honestly just like not taking life too seriously but is still able to create like such amazing short stories out of it but she's basically just like using her life for it I don't know I mean that's a very like um basic analysis (laughs) of her book but yeah that makes me want to read it though because I feel like that's honestly I love that like I feel like I I almost want to do something similar. I feel like there's this weird like quiz you can take online. It's like the personality quiz. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the, I forgot what it is. It like tells you kind of like more about your personality. And I have friends, especially in like the wellness space who are very good at like teaching, for instance, like they're really good at like being direct teachers, like literally yeah. telling you like how to eat and like how to work out and whatever. Um, and then there's people that I feel like is more someone like me who, I do want to help people and share my life, but I am not good at directly kind of like telling people how to be or, you know, that kind of thing. I think I want to live my own life and then share my experiences through. That's why I like like that idea of like writing or short stories or even like I would love to make like a TV show, you know, or like, I don't know, like something like that. That's some of the best ways of teaching is just through experience. And I think that like, you know, what I've heard about her is that she does just fucking live life, like just full yeah. throttle, like lives life, talks to people, experiences <laughs> things. I think, I think it's so funny that you say that, like, you don't really give off like the teaching vibes because I feel like so many people come to like your Instagram and your podcast and learn things from it, um, whether you mean to share in like a learning right. or not, but, like, which is so lovely sometimes like growing up I always had this weird and you have to tell me what you think about this because it's a weird like kind of I don't know I basically always thought that like sometimes or most of the time artists are very selfish I guess um artists it's like you're 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 thinking that your art is good and that you want to create art and you're wanting to share it and sell it and it's almost like even you know making movies or um, any t- type, any type of art it could be photographs, it could be anything like that. I feel like it's almost kind of selfish in a way because I remember growing up and saying I wanted to be an artist, and people would look at me like, "Well, okay, like, well, what are you doing to like help progress the world? Like, how are, you know you're not really like directly helping anyone." And I always kind of had trouble with that because I was like, "Well, am I a selfish person, or like, it's just because oh I want?" You know, I don't know. It was a really weird thing, and I'm sure, like, yeah. I don't know what your take on that is. I kind of feel like we also though need artists and we need people that are more, you know, quote unquote selfish. It's not even just selfish. It's that we just learn in different ways and art and, you know, writers and, um, you know, filmmakers and stuff like that are just as important as doctors and lawyers and, you know, people Mm -hmm. that are more like directly helping so I think that that's something I've had to really come to terms with but in the beginning I was like I'm a fucking selfish bitch like I just want to make art and like 
not care about anyone else. Same. I was like, no, I want my art to be important. And like, people are going to think it's great. <laughs> I'm like, no one give me the right. <laughs> um, no, I know, I know. It's interesting, but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's the whole, like, I don't know, being an artist, I think it's so cool that you're, you're painting now, though. I think that's like such a fucking cool thing. I mean, how is like, but after college, because I've never had this experience, like, I'm really interested to know how, like, mentally it feels. Like, are you relieved being out of college? I know it's like a, that's like a big question. It's like, I, I, I feel like I'm ready to be done with it. But at the same time, it's so scary and weird to suddenly not have any, like, stability in life. Like, with education, you always have something to go to and you go to school and then um, you kind of get told like, oh, you can apply for college and university. And then you're there for like three or four years and you don't really have to think about anything else. Like you can really just like float. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, no real world, adulting, taxes, admin, you need a job, you need to balance all of that and still grow as a person and also have friends and maybe a partner and then you realize that you're getting really old and I mean like I'm just 22 but I feel like oh my god like how has all these years gone by and I just I don't I'm more clueless than I was at like 17 um oh literally I feel like it's wild um and it's also kind of like having support I guess it's like the support of the routine and then yeah you're kind of left without anything and I think a lot of my friends are like feeling the same where it's just it's such like a a weird time life because we were all looking forward to this and then all of a sudden it's here and no one really knows what to do with themselves and it just seems that like everything's moving but we're just confused (laughs) right it's like the world keeps going and you're like, wait, 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 wait. I need like a pause. I need just a pause yeah. for a second. I'm not there yet. And I think it can get really overwhelming because yeah. yeah, it's like, you're like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be in this space and how I'm supposed to. And being an adult is just fucking hard. Like just baseline hard. I'm actually, I'm really yeah. excited. Right. Well, I, I grew up in Belfast, which is like um, North, Northern Ireland. So that's part of the UK, um, whilst like Dublin is in the south, um, and that's like part of like Ireland. Ireland, it's it's obviously like a point of contention, and like um, if it's kind of hard to explain to people who like haven't grown up there. But so like, I kind of had this mixed identity with being like Irish, but then also being brought up with like the pines and like British culture and everything in Ireland but um going to university in Dublin was so so fun um it's such like a nice size of a city um it's kind of like the size of like a borough in London like it's still really small but you kind of have everything you need and especially having like a bunch of universities there it feels it's so young and hip (laughs) for want of a better word um and you always like run into someone which is great but also not great. But yeah, it's like very yeah. I know you like yeah. I feel like all my friends were like running into exes or like a boy that they kissed in like second year just on the street because it's so small. Um, but I had I had the best time there. Like I actually can't recommend it. 
enough um and just Irish people are so lovely like they I'm not being biased but like they're so sweet they just really mean well wow that's so nice I I know I always I've had this like love for um Ireland and like my first boyfriend ever well like real boyfriend was Irish like his he literally like he was born there and he was so just beautiful and sweet and his parents were just like angels and I just love Europeans in general I mean I think a lot of Americans love Europeans but I really love um no I'm so called though to Ireland too because my parents got married um in a tiny little town the yeah I don't Oh my gosh. It's called, um, it's, it's like a small, it was like a beautiful, like they, they literally have photos of them on this like cliff, not a cliff, but it's like a, a little beautiful outlook near the ocean. It's like this tiny town, but they, my dad is literally obsessed and I'm actually a tiny, tiny bit Irish. So I, I rep that with, with pride, but. So. Yeah. I think like really there's also something really spiritual about Ireland and it's such like an ancient, like, country and it has so much mis I, I don't know like I don't I don't want to like um generalize it as like because whenever we were doing Irish literature and stuff at uni that was like a big debate of like Ireland being almost like fetishized as like this like fantasy spiritual land but there is something just so magical about it especially whenever you like leave the city and it's so beautiful and you can just imagine like anything like happening there um and it's yeah there's parts which like it could be a you can just see it see it being alive at any point of history kind of thing yeah, that's kind of I think like that's definitely what I like envision whenever I think about Ireland um my friend actually goes to school my one of my best friends forever she just moved officially to um Scotland to Glasgow she went to school in Glasgow and she was just going to school there and now she's like I never want to go back to the U.S. like she's obsessed with being there and she just says kind of the same thing like she just loves the history and how just fucking gorgeous it is and how there's something about like the castles that are there and the I don't know the nature and like the I don't know like the little island she's been going to these like little islands off of Scotland that she says are just like the most insane. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get nature like that anywhere else. And I probably, it's probably very kind of almost similar to, to Ireland in that way. So being from LA where it's like just rowdy, like the most opposite of calm place. I feel like I'm like so wanting to be somewhere like that. That's more like still and just beautiful. And I don't know. It's so funny, but it's so opposite yeah. from here. I mean, I always, I always thought that I was like a city girl. Like I, I loved my time in New York, and I'm like I need to go back. And like I love, love, love being in London, but I also just want to tap out and be. I, I don't think Ireland would be the one for me because like I don't really like the cold as much. Like I'd want to be somewhere with like mm, at least twenty five degrees or something. <laughs> like maybe take me back to Indonesia. Um, but yeah. Like ideally, like then where would you be if you could like see yourself? But like I, I love New York and London, but I also like loved being in Indonesia and being. Oh, I don't know. I could just so see myself just like tapping out and living by the beach for a few years. But that's so main character and like 
like not contributing <laughs> to society at all like I I couldn't not do that like that's a bit bit rogue yeah no I know but sometimes I want to go rogue sometimes I'm like I just yeah. want to literally be like living a forest yeah you follow Hitomi or no at all yeah I love her content she likes sometimes I'm like wow she's just like thriving in the forest and like just living her best life like I want that sometimes so badly I just look at her content I'm like wow what an angel what an earth angel literally yeah truly I love like watching her videos as well because I just feel like I get so much from them I'm like whoa I don't I don't know like learning like yeah she is just knowledgeable and and does it in the most peaceful beautiful magical way it like it blows my mind I know I know she'll literally be cooking like a salad and I'll like learn about doing inner work with my like I don't know past trauma I know no it's unreal it's unreal she's I know just like so and I just love that she's also from New York I think that's so mm-hmm. amazing because because you I forget that you were in New York right you had you studied abroad and just yeah. so you loved it right I'm sure yeah I really want to go I'm back obsessed. I know let's go back when you go back can you tell me and then I'll come meet you do you want to do you want to live together <laughs> no, just do, I I want to do a few months in New York so badly that it's like that is something that every time I go, I'm like, I need to do this. Like, I feel so called to be there, and I'm just yeah. obsessed with the energy there. And I know so many people. I mean, I know you probably talked to so many people there too. And it's just like the energy there is unmatched. It's truly unmatched, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Mm-hmm. I just need to do it for a few months. I'm like, I'm still young. Let's go to New York and live together for a few months, and that would just be the best time ever. I'm so down. I'm so down. I feel like. Even like just all my seeing all my friends there, just like you know Margot, right? Yeah, I love her. I met up with her in New York when I was there um, in the summer, and we were talking about you were like, "Wow, we just want to go visit like Playa, like it's, we need to go do it." Oh my god! And then you, we'll we'll come, we'll all like live in New York, and it'll just be so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> see, so we'll just have this girl crew in New York oh my god be actually unstoppable and have you ever been to LA I actually haven't no I've only been to um San Francisco and I think San Diego when I was in California never went that far south I was potentially planning on coming in like end of November December but I also might want to wait until like it's like warmer again it's it's really nice when it's warm um but that's that would be you have to just visit in general whenever it ends up being I cannot wait because I feel like I don't I feel like you'll like it I feel like you'll really like it I mean there's so many different parts and elements of Los Angeles that make it so special and I think it's so different from New York and probably from Mm -hmm. London from what I can yeah yeah, yeah. um so many like there's just so much you can get from LA which I think is the magic of it is that you just really have a little bit of everything here and there's just so many different cultures and just the it's so sleepy like compared to New York like it's not all in one like condensed area um but there's just so much to see and there's so many amazing people here and I feel like you would just have so much fun and also I literally have a second bedroom if you ever 
wanted to come because I, I just, I, I will, I know. Literally reminds me of Eve Babbitt. So please, please go by and read. I know I need to. Does she describe it like that? So how, wait, how old is she? Is she older or is she? Um, I, I think she might be dead. I'm actually not. Because so she lived, I think a lot of her books are kind of set in like the 80s in LA. I don't know. Let me try. Dream. Um, Dream. That's really the time to be in LA because I mean, like the rock stars, the models, the heroin era was starting. I mean, it was like, and I, and it's so funny because there's like a revival happening right now in LA where people are trying to bring the like 70s, 80s LA back. And it's honestly like amazing and terrifying all at once because half of it's like everyone's just wanting to do cocaine and like party until five in the morning. Um, and like, you know what I mean? Like super just like almost that like same, that, that, that energy. But then it's also amazing because style and the, the just like everyone like will just get together and this like big hotel like like mini room and everyone's just like playing music and singing and dancing and like doing drugs and like other and it's just amazing but like also terrifying thing and I'm like wow this is like a really a revival of the 80s it's great oh um I'm okay I'm pretty sure she's actually not dead sorry Eve um (laughs) presenting that but I think I think she's still alive (laughs) <laughs> Poor Eve. <laughs> Wait, now I need to know like what she looks like. Is she like I need like a, a face to the Okay, she's seventy eight, well and truly still alive and healthy. We love you if you're listening. The first one that I read was Slow Days Fast Company. Um and now I'm nearly finished Black Swans. Um so would recommend both. Okay, I'm gonna literally go out and buy that today. <laughs> what about Sex and Rage? Sex and Rage just sounds like my ideal book. Like that's literally Aries. <laughs> that's the most Aries title. Yeah, yeah, truly. Um, I'm sure it's good if she wrote it. Right, Sex and Rage. Also, like, how can you go wrong? Okay, Slow Days and then Black Swans. I love that. And then LA Woman. Have you heard about that one at all? Um, no, but I feel like, I feel like I'm so new to her, even though I feel like everyone's been talking about her for the past, like, four years or something. I'm so excited. You're putting me on to an LA, an LA writer. Look at that. Do you have any How have I not read, read her? Um, yes. Okay. I know I've been talking about some of my stories and it, it, I, I don't, I think you'll like it. I, it's a really easy read. I... I'm just telling everyone that I know to, to read it. Um, it's Matthew McConaughey's book. I I know oh, yeah. I lights. It's just because, and it's so funny because going into reading it, I was like, it, it literally took me two days to read. It was like such an easy read, but going into it, I was like, okay, I get an actor, whatever. Like I, I've loved him as an actor, but like, I was like, really like, I don't really need to read your biography, whatever. But he is so wise that it literally changed my life. Like it's one of those books, like it stuck with me. It was almost like a self-help book that isn't really a self-help book. It wasn't like, you know, like, you know, there's some self-help books that are like super, like just giving you like notes and like pointers. He writes out his life, but you take away so much from it because he was so 
he had so much pride and confidence and, and, and he was such a good man. And there's one chapter where he talks about meeting his, his now wife and he's been with her for like 14 years. And it literally made me cry. It was like one in the morning and like, like, like just kind of like reading about how, like how, how he felt when he first met her and like their relationship was just like so beautiful. And I'm like, wow, that's like, that's everything, you know, like he just wanted to be a father and he just was so in love with her. And I'm like, wow, romance. Like I've been in such a weird romance time in my life right now. It's so strange. I'm like, who is this person? That's why. (laughs) I know. I'm like, it's so funny. All the like responses to my boyfriend and everything. It's like, oh, I don't know who I am. (laughs) No, I'm definitely going to get my hands on that because, yeah, I'm in the mood for, like, lighter reading at this point. You know, whenever you want to get, like, back into reading, so it's just easier to collect a bunch of books you know that are going to be enjoyable and easy to read before you, like, pick up anything super heavy, like, I don't know, in New York. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good tip because I I feel like I do have a hard time. Like, I'm reading this one book. and it's just like it's 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 dense and it's very historical and I find myself just like it's harder for me to I kind of make excuses to read. I'm like ah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read. I don't need to. Today. You know, like I kind of like find myself not really giving myself time to read because I think it is so dense. And like there's nothing wrong with really good, well written, denser books. But you know, I think right now I'm like I'm definitely leaning to more more fun kind of like short stories novels I love a good I just love for some reason I love um biographies and memoirs so much yeah I don't know why I love a good memoir I'm I'm so excited to get to the point where I have enough content for a memoir I'm sure you're the same I know know. I'm like yes I need but you know what's wild is no one I mean for good reason you never really get any memoirs or books written by younger you know, in their thirties type people. Do you know what I mean? Would well, makes sense because you haven't lived a lot yeah. of time, but I know, like, I know that sounds stupid because it's like, of course you wouldn't, you're not, you know, to look back on life, but I feel like there's an interesting perspective that you'd have being 30 looking back on your life versus like 70 or even like, you know, 60, 50. So it kind of, yeah. part of me is like, should I, maybe I'll write like a half memoir. You know, like a 30-year-old memoir. Have you read Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know by Love? No. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. You need to read that as well. It's, like, it was huge whenever it came out. But, like, she, I think she published it whenever she was 30. But it's kind of, like, her memoir told through stories of, like, love and uni and friends and growing up um in London and stuff oh 100% read it it's so so good and reading that made me want to like get started on mine because I'm like okay well if she can do it at a younger age like yeah we can see that you never so glad that you know that you are saying that because I feel like I've never really seen anyone do that Mm -hmm. I feel like it almost would be like I feel like I'm embarrassed like oh like you know I'm so young but there is beauty in back at like a more of a fresher with fresher eyes as opposed to waiting when you are like 50 and you know 60 because there's so much don't you feel like sometimes you've lived like so many lives and already done so much that I feel like I do have quite a bit of stuff that I could write about (laughs) even just like short stories you know I don't know I I just kind of write things down in my notes or journal um for like future reference I'm like oh maybe there'll be a chapter about whenever I lived in this 
flat in London um, or like the whole like Dublin era. That's definitely going to be like a, a lengthy chapter. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of cool because since you have documented on YouTube and in video, you know, you can almost look back at those two and kind of still get like reference points and and whatnot from that. You know, that's a way of documenting. So, you know, you're already kind of doing it. Yeah, we're it's a it's a work in progress, guys. Right, exactly. Always. Everything, everything's just working frog. Honestly, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, like, if you had to name your chapter, like a chapter right now of like the short story or like just where you are in life, like, what would you call it? And as you just said, work in progress, I think that's, that would literally be my chapter. Oh my God. It's just like, yeah. No, completely. Because I feel like at this point, I'm like trying to figure out where the next steps are going to be. And everything just seems so like, not a hundred percent like <laughs> very much work in progress but right. exactly okay one I've, I have two more questions for you because you talked oh my god it's it's like already an hour wow time is flying um two more questions one I in the beginning um what is your because I love to ask what people's um they're big it's so cringy their big three <laughs> signs are because I just I feel like it's interesting because then people hear you talk and I'm like I don't know. I, I think I'm getting more into it. And so I love hearing. It. I know you're a Cancer, right? Yeah. Cancer, Sun, um, Aquarius, Moon, and Sagittarius rising. Wow. The can- I love Cancers. I, I feel like I'm such an emotional human being whenever I deep it. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm, I can like get through life. And then I like switch on like one Netflix show and I'm like bawling. Tears, um, it's so funny. Okay, amazing. And then my second question is, I feel like I've been, I I want to start asking people this because this is like still such a new you know podcast, still so new. So I'm like getting used to like interviewing people, and I feel like one question that I like because my whole you know the title is like Welcome to Paradise, and so I feel yeah. like something that makes me inspired is hearing how other people like what is like. What's making you super happy and inspired recently? Like just like right off the bat, first things you can think of. Like what's what's like keeping you going right now? I know painting, we talk about that a little bit, right? But like just yeah. either can even be like really small. Um, oh, I'm so annoyed that like we already talked about the painting <laughs> because I think I think that was like like a fresh thing that came to mind a few weeks ago and I was like wait why am I not doing this like and it was like a new lease of energy and like um yeah I just like wake up and like wait this is something that I can do and I'm gonna be working towards but I guess um it kind of also stemmed from seeing a lot more contemporary female artists on social media like I just started following a few more and um I think yeah seeing their content really inspired me to be like wait no like I can't do this it's not like it's not something that people hundreds of years ago did and um it mattered and especially with like the kind of art that I want to create where it's like I mean it might be abstract but it's not like um oh what's that what's that word whenever oh my like history of art side is like crumbling right now but um you know whenever can you know okay you know like a lot of contemporary art is so conceptual where it's like oh this is art because yeah. this is art well it's like I kind of just want to do like 
the traditional art forms and like going back to like painting and like canvas which some people think might be outdated um seeing like female artists like there's this London girl called Faye Weiwei I think and a Parisian or she I think she's Parisian Russian um Nina Kolchitskaya um I'm definitely butchering that but seeing their work I'm just like has really inspired me because they're just like really cool women who are straddling like traditional art and motifs and making it contemporary and almost being like a multifaceted creative person like they don't just paint like they also like do photography or like model or something and yeah realizing that like we can do that yeah we can do whatever we want we have we have every we it's it's crazy because we yeah we do kind of limit ourselves I think often to just one thing and I think being able to have all these different avenues and all these different ways of expressing is so it makes me happy too I feel like that's something that reminding ourselves of that that like Mm -hmm. we can we can always and we can always start something new we can always try again it's never like this like black or white situation like life is never black and white you can literally start up something new whenever you're 50 you know next month in a year tomorrow you could literally just you know I think just yeah being also just compassionate to ourselves and giving ourselves time and space to do these things and to just try new things is honestly like so important you know but I love that so definitely I'm gonna have to get the names of those artists because I'm always looking for new female artists too I'm getting like, I'm I'm like so energized right now. Even though it's like eight p.m. Let's just go paint, and then wherever we live in New York, we'll we'll like have a studio room where we'll just like go yeah. paint. Like, want to just like paint right now? <laughs> and, and, yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I feel like I really got to know you more, which. I feel like it's always fun with like internet friends because you actually get yeah. to, like you actually get to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. So it feels like such an honor to be on one of my favorite podcasts ever. Oh my goodness, I love it. Well, amazing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna also like I'll have you uh, send me some of the p- people we've been talking about and the books mm-hmm. because yeah, we love Eve. I think everyone needs to read Eve Babbitt's um, and we can all have like a mini book club <laughs> and read her together. I'm like a fun girl at this point. I know. I love it. Okay. We'll have such a good rest of your night. Thank so you. much love for you. And Sending bye. love all the way down. Bye-bye. <laughs>